Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, August 19th. Then Jesus went to work on them. Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 26 from the Message Translation, which reads, Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? This is God's Word. Relational, transformational, missional. In this church community, we frequently identify these as the three DNA strands running throughout our culture, or at least the ones we want to run throughout our culture, especially our small group culture. We don't just get together to chat and consume brownies, or even a weekly Bible lesson, even one as neatly packaged and inspiringly written as green pastures. Getting together is about making space for Jesus to go to work on us. That's the operative line in today's text. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Which challenges us to see relational, transformational, missional as more than linear objectives. As in, first we do the relational thing, and then we'll see how we may want to try something transformational, and and then as time allows, we'll see about doing something missional. These aren't three activity boxes to mark on a to-do checklist. And yet, that's how we typically see them, with relational being the first and primary activity. So we relate, 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 and then we relate some more. Bring on the pleasant small talk, serve the coffee, bake the brownies. And then we'll relate through a Bible lesson, or over a movie, or a fun icebreaker activity. At least for an hour or two, anyway. At which time... We pick up our things and head home until we repeat the whole relational dance next week. Small group as a relational box, a cul-de-sac, a dead end. The fact is that a group that exists as a relational box will eventually run out of relational steam. Life happens. Personalities happen. Politics happen. And what was so fun and flourishing relationally suddenly deflates and wilts like the farmer's seed that fell on shallow ground, or as the message puts it, in the gravel. Some seed fell in the gravel. It sprouted quickly, but didn't put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Which Jesus later explains, connecting the dots privately for his disciples. The seed cast in the gravel This is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But there's no soil of character. So when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. Instant response with enthusiasm. 
but no roots in the soil of character. So that when, when, and notice it's not if, but when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. Jesus spoke these words 2,000 years ago, and yet he still just nailed what we see happen in far too many small groups. Wait, forget small groups. He just nailed what we see happen in far too many churches. In fact, take it a notch down on the other direction, and he's just captured far too many of us as individuals, which is actually where his story is aimed anyway. We just aren't going to get where we need to go, running on relational fumes. We must tap into a transformational core, a.k.a. move beyond the gravel to deeper soil where we can root into character, which is sort of the whole point of both the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew and the Sermon on the Plain, that would not be plain as in airplane, but plain as valley, level space, the Sermon on the Plain in Luke. We've got to look harder, dig deeper. We have to make intentional space for Jesus to go to work on us so he can carry forward in us what he laid for the twelve. What he laid out for the twelve. There we go. There we go. We have to make intentional space for Jesus to go to work on us so he can carry forward in us what he laid out for the twelve in his school of personhood which means it's time for us to read today's text again. Jesus says, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want? but lose yourself. What could you ever trade your soul for? Sit for a spell with these somewhat unnerving words. Ponder. Ask him to speak them directly, specifically to you. See what you hear and see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. The seed cast in the gravel. This is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm, but there's no soil of character. And so when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. To what extent do you see yourself in this seed, trying to find life among the gravel? How do we find life beyond the gravel? How do our small groups find life beyond the gravel in the rich soil of character? How does our church community go to this place? Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat, I am. So, lead me, Lord. Drive this thing called my life. Give me the grace to release it all into your hands. Let me embrace suffering. Let me eschew self-help. Let me embrace the way of the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you, my spiritual act of worship, through which, finally, I uncover, step by step, 
the way, your way, to finding myself, my true self, in you. Through your Spirit, in, upon, and with us. Amen.